0: This is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At gotodobs.com shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobs.com now. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
1: Yes. 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 Yes, yes. Kind of building it up. No, I like it a lot. I also just didn't have my headphones on, so I'm making something <laughs> up. So, Randy Carricker, oh, my headphones, here we go. I got it, Jackson. Don't worry. Everything's fine. It's 101 ESPN. I want to spend more time on this out of the gate. I'm excited about the Blues win. I'm not concerned about the Cardinals loss, but I understand if you are, it's Adam Wainwright, and he's like the one guy who can start. So, 65780. Oh. But first, Randy Carriker ate this one pound chocolate bunny Reese's peanut butter bunny and I found in the what do you call it? do you call it a trash can or a hoist basket uh, the bin oh interesting yeah, So right. do <laughs> And I wanted to know the the nutrition facts and so on the back of it strategically I think from the people at Reese's they show in big numbers 150 calories right thinking, oh, you might be enjoying a healthy one-pound Reese's yeah. chocolate peanut butter it's bunny. Just, just a white little pound. 150, yeah, it's like, oh, well, might as well, and then we'll go out and we'll get some work in <laughs> with, with our wedges. But then you notice that the serving size is one fifteenth 15th of oh, the package. God. <laughs> so I have taken out the calculator And because I can't do this stuff. If I would have gotten my uh, bachelor's degree at Missouri in journalism, I probably could have. That's 2,250 calories. The carbohydrate count is probably startling. Uh, That is 270 carbs. And he knocked this out in an hour. 58 minutes, Michelle Smallman told me as we were coming in and she was heading out.
2: I wouldn't even know how to attack a one pound. Are you just like whopping the head off or?
1: Yeah, I don't know if you go ears first. Yeah. Yeah, you guys you, uh, I think Jay Randolph Jr. probably go lower end first. Right. I, from my standpoint, <laughs> I think I could do it. Now I'm a tiny little boy. Mm. I'm a tiny little boy. People yeah. mistake me for a young boy entering puberty, <laughs> but I'm a 45 year old <laughs> tiny little boy. Uh, Jackson, what did I weigh this? I weigh myself every day because right. I'm affing crazy. 162 pounds. Mm-hmm. Monitor my caloric intake, carbs, fats, proteins. It's insanity. It's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, need, I need like hours of therapy. So right there, I would be over my caloric intake for the day. But do I think I could do it? Yeah. Yes, I do think I could do it. Absolutely. Could I do it in 58 minutes and beat Randy character I don't know about that. No. That to me is, but I understand, I, Michelle goes, I understand you want to, do the bunny challenge, and I didn't know that. The, like the challenge, I guess, was he had to do it in uh, under an hour. Okay. Could I eat one one of these things? Yes. Could I do it in under an hour? I don't know about that. What about yourself?
2: Well, not to mention you're doing it in an hour, but you're also doing it while hosting a radio show. So yeah, that's you, true. So you have to in, intermittently between takes, you have to eat. Right. You have to eat as like much as possible, really. An hour, like, yeah, I think I could do it, but I'd be like, that would, I'd have to shut it down for the day. Like I need to go take a nap. He seems like he's in good spirits and feels fine. Well, he's a he's a he's a veteran. He's a workhorse. That <laughs> he's, a, care. he's a workhorse. Best in the business.
1: I like that. Uh, hey, uh, friends of the feather, welcome to Balloon Party here on one hundred and one ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. Across from me is Action Jackson, and uh, Jackson, yep. the Blues. Yeah. Your final score six to two. Um, I uh... just you know talking out of my backside which is basically the business model of the show uh... said yesterday the blues would win five to two and i was really torn when i saw vladimir tarasenko get his hat trick right. because it took away me coming on here and being sports talk radio guy saying, i told you the
2: blues would win five to two
1: as if yeah
2: and <laughs> then just throw that <laughs> right into the take folder right Yeah. <laughs>
1: But I was happy to see him get uh, yet another goal. Robert Thomas, five assists.
2: Five-pack apples. How do you do?
1: And uh, the Blues just keep on doing it. Now, winning in Buffalo is not necessarily the most surprising development at this point in the season for both teams. I was telling you following the win against Boston on... Wednesday, that this is a nice time to stack up some wagers on teams playing for something and teams that have pretty much shut her down. It will not be absolute, but I would tell you you'd probably be in around a 70% success rate. Mm-hmm. That's profitable. It's profitable. But, you know, the, the money line doesn't just go minus 110, minus right. 110. The Blues were probably man. in the minus 200-ish range last minus night. Minus
2: Ten, probably.
1: If, if I had to guess. Um so, just just an absolute heater. And we're getting close to the playoffs. And uh, the boys last night, the post game, I saw Robert Thomas on with uh, John Kelly and Darren Pang talking. Oh, Jeremy Rivers, actually, a friend of the program who piped in here <laughs> uh, via video a couple days ago and joined us so yeah. kindly. Uh, Jeremy Rivers in the fast lane talking over with Robert Thomas following the game. And he's like, Yeah, we're fighting for a home ice advantage. And it was such a bad beat that uh, Minnesota was able to get that extra point last night in overtime. Against Dallas, so still sitting at 98-98, Minnesota game in hand, but they come to St. Louis tomorrow, 2 p.m. start, little matinee action with second place in the Central Division on the line, and we are heading down the stretch. Now, I legitimately don't know how you handled yesterday as far as your television viewing. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals are playing at 4-15. We were both at a bar yeah, together, right? just the two of us, mm-hmm. dimly lit.
2: Right, just going over like our shows from the past
1: week. That's correct. In Lima, overlooking River to Pair, just kind of reminiscing our past balloon parties. The scenic River to Pair. That's correct. Um, so I know you weren't watching the Cardinal game at that time, but my question is, did you watch the Blues game after we parted ways from overlooking the River to Pair?
2: Yeah, I got home about seven, and I I had it on. And I was I was like passively watching I would say, and then I had a men's league basketball game at 9 p.m.
1: Late start West Coast uh, game, right?
2: It was yeah, it was a West Coast tip, and uh, so I had to, and it's in Maryland Heights, so I had to leave my apartment around 8-15 to get there. So I didn't catch much of it, but I watched the highlights uh, upon my return from the game, and so I uh, saw the DP57's goal on the five on three Sod's goal, which was just toss it right over the goalie's shoulder, and then. Robert Thomas and Vladdy just getting after it. Five, goal, five assists and three goals for Vladdy.
1: I'm going to telegraph a move here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to three bet you. If you four bet me, I'm going to lay it down. Okay. So I want you to know that. Uh-huh. But I, I do feel like I need to three bet you. Did you really, and I mean really, swear on whatever is important to you? That's up to you. The deity of your choice. Right. The book of literature of your choice. Did you really come home from the cocktail lounge and turn, the St. Louis Blues ice hockey team and the Buffalo Sabres storied franchise, their matchup on at your place. No. My goodness, I've never been angrier. <laughs> and if my bottle of water wasn't full, I would fire it across this studio. I did watch the Why highlights. Did you, I knew you watched the highlights because I could tell you were just going through each goal <laughs> that would just be on the highlights. I know how the highlights work. This is not my first rodeo. This is a Hall of Fame career you're standing across from here, and this text line is so supportive of. Why, why, why did you lie and not only say that you watched the Blues and Sabres, but you even threw a little log on the fire and said you turned it on, but you were watching it passively? Because to me, yeah, that's yeah. the moment I said the guy's lying, and I have to—I unfortunately have to call him on it because this show is really known as honesty in media.
2: Yeah, it's happened. It came out of my mouth, and then I didn't really want to get into it, but there it is. Yeah, no, I,
1: I didn't. Is it uncomfortable to know that I'm standing across from you, owning your soul while you talk?
2: I, it'd be uncomfortable if this was my first time. You're yeah, used to your soul. My soul, around.
1: my soul has been owned before, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a spot. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird deal. Like if, I, like if I took myself back to the days of anchoring a sports cast. Oh, I saw Martin. Martin Kilcoin, The great Martin Kilcoin, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I had it on. I don't even know why I had it on. But I had Channel 2 on last night following the Blues game. And I was kind of thinking to myself, okay, Martin, he's been doing this for, man, probably 25 years in St. Louis now, about that. Um, and I'm like, he's got his fingers on the pulse of St. Louis. I wonder what he's going to lead with. Is he going to go with the Blues or the Cardinals? And he led with the Blues. Yeah. I think that's the move. Right. But here, here I'm going to provide a counter here because I'm going to argue with myself now because I can't trust you anymore after you lied to me and the audience. <laughs> the counter is, I think people would tell you, there are there, the Cardinals have a bigger audience, but as far as importance goes hey, the Blues are battling for home ice and trying to, you know, I mean, at, at this point, mathematically, they're in a really nice spot to get into the playoffs, but to get that second spot in the Central. And uh, and therefore, the Cardinals losing to the Brewers doesn't bother me as much as if the Blues would have lost to the Sabres. And so from an important standpoint, it's the Blues. From a, what do more people in the viewing audience care about? I think it would be The Cardinals, which I know sometimes upsets Blues fans. I'm not doing that. I'm just telling you kind of how it is, whether one likes it or not. It's kind of how it is. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know what the right move is. But since I uh, trust and respect Martin, I saw he went with the Blues. And from my standpoint, that's where my viewing goes. A couple nights ago, when they were both on at the same time, Blues and Bruins, I'm like, I'm going Blues and Bruins. And this was the same night, Pools at the home run. And it's not that I'm anti watching the Cardinals, I'm just more pro at this moment. Watching the Blues. And I recall back in the day when I would be at every single playoff game and they would like flash the Cardinals score up. And I'd be like, my goodness, that's going on. And you would go from a Stanley Cup playoff hockey game and it'd be the first intermission. And you'd flip over to the baseball game and you felt like you were driving 100 miles an hour on I 95 in South Florida to all of a sudden you're on traffic in Manchester watching the Cardinal game. When you go from that rush of energy watching a Stanley Cup playoff game to a May baseball game. Yeah. Follow me. Hollow if you hear me. Tupac. 1992. Absolutely. Am I right? 92, maybe 93?
2: Yeah, it's a completely different atmosphere of playoff hockey and regular season baseball. But, yeah, I, I don't know if there's a Cardinals game at the current moment with the Blues in the position they are in this point of the season where it would be a bigger story than a Blues game. At, at the moment, you know, flipped October or uh, with baseball now, early November when the Blues start their season, uh, other way around. If the Cardinals are in the playoffs, they're the bigger story. So, I agree. So there's the dichotomy of it. The conundrum? Sure. The confluence of ideas.
1: Uh he, he would have led with the Cardinals if they would have won, but they lost so nobody cares. Like basketball. Jackson, nobody cares. It's from sure. the 6-3-6. Sure. If Jackson were in charge, he'd lead with him getting six points in his little league basketball game last night. That's from the 6-3. How many points did you have? I think I had 10. Oh, wow. Look at you. Yeah, they're in the Not court. a lot of passing with you, I've noticed.
2: No, that's I play the point. I, I run points, so... uh that was, you know, able to knock down some long toms and uh, got the victory.
1: Uh, the Cardinals are regional, and the Blues belong to St. Louis. Thoughts? That's from the 3 one four, Like by regional, you six, mean three, like,
2: like the Midwest more so? Because I would say— Well, like,
1: I, would, I would agree with the Cardinals have a large regional footprint. Yeah, for sure. But the Cardinals are a regional franchise just in general. Okay, yeah. The Dallas Cowboys are a regional franchise. Yeah. Like it's a national brand. The Raiders are, you know— I don't think people in Oakland are as mad about them moving to Las Vegas as people in St. Louis are about the move, the Rams moving to uh, L. A. Oh, I'm pretty confident about that. I think they're both Uh, very upset. Well, I think they're upset, but I think the level of anger is different. I don't. I think you have plenty of people who followed them to L. A. Then back to Oakland, and now are going over to Las Vegas. Right. Okay. I hear you saying that. Go a little whatever that is, four-hour drive. Right.
2: But Oakland is also kind of defeated in general after losing the Warriors, and now the. Raiders and then the A's are talking about leaving. I think they're a town that's defeated at the moment.
1: Tim, early season Cardinal game where they got blown out by the Brewers. Blues, a no-brainer. Well, good. Then you're then you're on the same page with me. Uh, Tim, does boy know who Tupac is? That's from the 618. I feel with a great sense of confidence, just like I knew he was lying about watching the Blues and Sabres <laughs> passively, that he knows who Tupac is. Yeah.
2: yeah. Former uh, significant other of Jada Pickett-Smith, who was in the news. Wow,
1: what a timely news peg. Yep. What a timely, timely news peg. Redeeming myself so far today. <laughs> That's a matter of opinion. Uh, let see. Hockey is just more fun and exciting than baseball, especially on TV. That's just a fact. Why watch the Blues over the Cardinals if on at the same time? Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm, let's put it this way. If the Cardinals were in a spot in late September, what the Blues wouldn't be playing then. They'd be playing a preseason game. Yeah, it's tough. You can't really draw the exact apples to right, apples, right? It'd be because you'd have October when the Blues season has started and the Cardinals are playing in October, it's a playoff game. Yeah. And at that point, I would tell you I'm watching a Cardinal game. But For that's what sure. I'm saying about this. Uh, guys, the Blues gained a ton of steam in 19. I go down to Farmington, and every other house has something Blues, and a lot of people in Illinois, too. That's from the 314. I would agree with that. What has happened here over the last few years with the Blues, it, it isn't just about the now. It will be the same for a lot of guys who are in my age range, in their 30s and 40s, and they uh, grew up on the 1980s Cardinals, and so they're, they became lifelong fans because at your most – uh, vulnerable for lack of a ton- you know phrase of becoming influenced by a team you have great success and an exciting brand and that's what you had in the 1980s with the Cardinals and that's what you had if you were a Blues fan in 2019. You also had a nice run in 2016 and they've been damn good in the regular season as well since then. So, here you go. And they're doing it at the right time. Man, I'm telling you. If you would have told me this is going on 20 days ago what what the way they've played mm-hmm. I just didn't see it coming. Right. And they just they just flipped it and it has been an absolute heater.
2: Yeah. Perfect time. Catch fire for the playoffs. Right.
1: And then you got a little two o'clock tilt tomorrow, uh, with the Blues and Wild pregame here on one oh one ESPN at one PM. Most likely a peak into the future that is oh two and a half weeks away approximately. Yeah. For uh the Blues and the Wild. And maybe I'll set it up. And if the Blues and Avalanche were to play in the second round, I mean, is like the over under going to be seven and a half for total goals scored? And both oh, the teams yeah. just score and score and score. Jeremy Rutherford with a really uh, interesting piece in the Athletic on what is a question that might seem a little odd, but then mathematically, is this the best offense in Blues history? The alumni weigh in, top to bottom. Yes, I will elaborate on that momentarily. You can read that in theAthletic.com. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford oftentimes with us on Fridays here on Balloon Party, also known as Tim and Boy, and uh, he is flying back from uh, Buffalo yep. at this moment, so he is not able to join us today. I didn't even know he was going to. Yeah, to Buffalo. news to me personally. I think he's at his house and is just tired of being on the show. <laughs> that's that's what. <laughs> Who I can think blame is, him? That's what I think is going on. All right, we'll take a commercial break. Come back with more here on 101 ESPN.
0: We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Hey, I deep tease this Jeremy Rutherford thing. Yeah. It's pretty good stuff. You won't think it's good stuff.
2: Well, I think everything Jeremy does is great stuff.
1: Okay. See about that. Because it involves the blues. Ice hockey. Right, and the question posed in the Athletic is: Is this the best offense in Blues history? And he did some uh, he did some math here, and uh, this is what he wrote: With all the wealth on offense this season, I decide during Thursday's game to ask former Blues whether this is the best they've seen. Now, one way to look at the scoring historically, without it being skewed by high or low scoring eras or different numbers of games played per season, is to compare the goals scored per game to the league average goals scored per game. That's the right way to to calculate the metric. Absolutely. A tip my cap to Jeremy Rutherford. Need a fair reference. That's right. So we're going apples to apples on seasons, not necessarily the, the number of goals, because the errors change. After putting up the sixth spot against the Sabres, the Blues are at 3.68 goals per game this season. And that is 17.9% higher than the league average of 3.12. And that's before Thursday's late games. In franchise history, there have been only two full seasons where they scored a higher percentage above the league average. So... Jeremy Rutherford, giving that knowledge, and I'm not even going to bother asking this question across the studio as to what seasons would be the higher scoring seasons. Uh, 1994-95 team uh, was 3.71 above the, or 24.1, excuse me, above the league average. So that's the highest scoring Mm -hmm. for uh, the Blues. Uh, Is the 94 95 team. 97 98 was 18.2% above the league average. And here we are with the 2021 2022 team that's really just been on a heater as of late. I mean, what's going on with Thomas Tarasenko? And Putchnevich is just something else. It's fun to watch. It's like I keep using the analogy of a video game, but if you were playing a video game, you just kept, you got to keep one line out there as if, you know, you didn't have your standard shifts. And you just, this thing is on an absolute heater. And I don't know what else to say about Tarasenko outside of, if you would have set the over-under for his goals at the start of the season, I'm asking people, you don't have to text in and say what you would have done because we really don't know. I'm already telling you I would have been wrong. But if you would have set it at 10.5 or 9.5 even on Tarasenko goals back in the first week of October for what he'd do in 2021 and 2022, I would have been in the tank on what to go with. And now here he is with over 30 and and Robert Thomas at 50 assists. You're just going, what in the world's going on? And on top of it, even when they don't score, it seems like they're creating scoring chances. Every shift, every other shift, it's just absurd what's going on. And at this time of year, we saw what happened in 2019. Yeah, you can have a huge point total, but if you're going into the postseason fading, Oftentimes, it carries over. If you go into the postseason, and this isn't limited to basketball, it's baseball as well, it's certainly football, on a heater, the heater can carry over more often than not. And uh, one of the teams in, in Cardinal history that I thought was so good, but they got swept out of the playoffs, so they're kind of forgotten, is the 2009 Cardinals. It's the only time in their postseason history that both Chris Carpenter and Adam Wainwright were healthy going into the postseason. Like, truly healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I think they pitched together in postseason, but one would be a little off for one reason or another with with some health condition. In 2009, they were both healthy, and that was the year uh, where Holiday dropped the fly ball that would have ended the game, and they would have gone back to St. Louis tied at one, and they wound up getting swept by the Dodgers. But that team, if anybody were to recall it, and I don't know why you would since it's been 13 years, and I'm talking about a regular season baseball schedule in September of 2009, but they were a mess in September of 2009, and people just kept telling themselves, well, they'll flip the switch when it gets to the postseason and they'll be fine. And sometimes we tell ourselves things to make us feel better, when in reality, that's just not the case. Well, the opposite's going on here with the Blues. They are on a heater, and three weeks ago, it looked like it was on its way into the death spiral. They're on a heater at the right time, but specifically that line, and that is what is creating these numbers. And, and I would tell you that the number has got to be substantially higher than 17.9% over the last three weeks or so since the Blues have gone on this run, because they are putting up goals, and they just keep doing it. Uh, and it'll be fun to watch tomorrow, man. You're gonna get a playoff atmosphere, a two o'clock game against Minnesota, and uh, and no matter what, you know what, Jackson? Here's mm-hmm. what here's what the truth is: they will not be tied tomorrow at five o'clock. No, they will not. They will not. Someone will come out of the head. Will you watch it? Two o'clock.
2: I uh, to see what my plans are. You know, tentative.
1: So that's a that's a hard no. Well, I don't want to ever rule anything out. You know, Jackson, I've been managing people since 2005, when August 15th, 2005, we put InsideSTL.com online, low so many years ago. Bought it for 19 dollars 1995 that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've wondered is, how do you motivate people? How do you incentivize people? And so the, the approach I've taken is, I'll just be, just be straightforward. If somebody does good work, I tip my cap. If they don't do good work, I passive-aggressively send them a 5,000-word email at 5 o'clock on a Friday because I feel like that's the right way to treat people. That's leadership. So yesterday I went out of my way to compliment you on these questions that you send every day that maybe I'll even talk about here on Balloon Party one of the five, six questions you come up with. Mm Mm-hmm. And I paid you a compliment. I stopped the show, uh-huh. and they they had a ceremony in the studio for you and what you've yeah. what you've done. I,
2: I wore like a big wreath, like I uh, won the Kentucky Derby.
1: And now I question my management strategy because uh, just you kind of packed it in on the questions today.
2: Uh, they weren't my best. It's t- it's tough to come up with six thought provoking. It questions is when you day. have
1: a men's league game at nine o'clock and you've been drinking beforehand, isn't it? <laughs>
2: It's, it's, it's not easy, and Fridays are
1: especially hard. And I s- Why? Why? The Cardinals played yesterday. The Blues played yesterday.
2: Yeah, what, so like, who's big for you? That's the only question that would come to mind. Like, It's tough on Game 5 of the Cardinals season to think of a thought-provoking question outside of what are they going to do about this pitching situation? Have a take. <laughs> Don't suck. Right, exactly. And the note, I mean, there's on this hot run, there's nothing much else to be said about it. So it's, it's tough, you know, I can't, you know, I'm, I, I'm not, I don't bat a thousand, Tim. I don't bat a thousand.
1: And one of the three questions you came up with was my excitement level for Luther Burden, which is, of course, I mean, ripped from today's headlines. There was a new, there was an
2: article about Luther Burden.
1: CBSSports.com. I yeah. am aware of the article, but I just don't know if that's what is at the forefront of the St. Louis sports fan's mind.
2: Right. Well, you know, like I said, I can't, I don't bat a thousand.
1: But you do have little Texas Friday parlay, and maybe that'll make up for everything. Always hits. Albert Pujols will get to 700, 700 home runs. Yes or no? Man, I got to tell you, the number is like right on the line Sometimes. of, of the, uh, the bell curve of likelihood here. <sighs> Man, I, ca- I got to be honest. I think he is. I think he's going to. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with yes. And I'm not saying that, you know, to endear myself to anybody, right? obviously. I'd be doing a totally different show if I were trying to. Exactly. So, yes, my answer is yes. I do think he will get to. and Because it, it, if it were no DH, not only would he not be playing as much, but he'd probably have some injuries. Mm-hmm. He's just going to be able to hit. Now, he, for whatever reason, he was going Vince Coleman yesterday trying to steal third. Uh That probably needs to be a, a one-and-done for the year. But yeah. assuming he isn't trying to break Lou Brock or Ricky Henderson's records, uh, yeah, then I, I really do think he's going to wind up with 700 home runs, and it might come, like, in the final week of the season.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the opposite. I think he gets to, like, 697.
1: Which then sets you up, fittingly so, for question number two of Lil' Texas Friday Parlay. If Albert gets to 695 home runs or more, but not 700, will he return for one more year? Yes or no? My answer to that is yes. It my, has been yes since they signed
2: him. Yeah, my answer is yes. Now, the question I think... And I, by the
1: way, I don't fault him for that. And no, I no, that. no, no. Because that also means he's had a good year. Right, right. He's had, So it's not like, you know, he's sitting at 690 now, and yeah. then he got to five home runs, and then he's sticking around, and it's right. going to get awkward.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I agree. But then the question is, who's is, he, is would it be in a Cardinal uniform the following year?
1: I would say 100% yes. Okay. A hundred percent, yes.
2: Yeah, because because I hear what you're saying. Because if it's six ninety seven, that means he had a good year and showing he's
1: productive. And also, it's just kind of having what I think is a feel for the way Bill DeWitt operates and values certain elements of his ownership mm-hmm. and signature players having career moments, historic moments in a Cardinal uniform. That is, he's just he's a Cardinal, and it's not even a sweat. Okay, and I I don't even think Albert would go do it. You know, like do it in, somewhere else. Yeah, like yeah. in Colorado or something. No, I mean, no, no. I, then, I yeah,
2: know. then you get then you're opening up Pandora's box for that. Now, I'm gonna
1: bottle. I'm gonna go to you first on this one because I know all of the Blues fans are anxious to hear your opinion on this. Uh, what odds would you like for the Blues? I don't understand how you phrase it this year, but I know I, you were deep in the bottle, so I just did, <laughs> I just kind of gave never. you the benefit of the doubt. What odds would you like for the Blues to make it to the Western Conference Finals? I'd like I'd like fifty thousand right. to one. But are you asking what odds would I? What, what what are the odds of the Blues? Is that essentially? Could we have made this a little more concise and said, "What are the right, odds of the Blues?" It
2: make? was tough to like put it into word form and like right, I said, because
1: you were intoxicated when you said it. That's why it was tough. Right. So,
2: what odds would be like? What would be the? In other m- words, what are the
1: odds of the Blues making? No, what would be the that?
2: minimum odds that you would— That I would bet. That you would bet, we'd be like, okay, I'll put money on that. If the odds were this, if the odds were X, I would put money on that. Well, we,
1: we can actually get there mathematically with our fun with arbitrary percentages. Here there is my go. question to you. Yes. Because I have the number. I will, I will type it in my phone so you know I'm operating from a purpose of good faith, unlike when you lied about watching <laughs> the Blues and Sabres earlier in the show. Uh, what is the percentage of the Blues making the Western Conference Finals? Uh, 15%. Okay. See what I put up here in my phone? 20. 20. Yes, 20%. Okay. Get past what's most likely the wild. Right. And then that means they have to get past the avalanche. Yeah. And I'm putting that at 20%. So then therefore, what is my even money play on the odds? Five to one. Got it. So if you give me something better than that, then now I have made a good financial transaction sure. operating on the premise that it truly is 20%. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see like a, like keep going back to the blues and avalanche plan it's just it's not going to be a lot of one nothing two one affairs yeah, yeah. I and mean, you're going to see some firepower out oh, there yeah. if indeed it happens i don't operate on the jinx premise that we are jinxing it by talking about no it. no no so and you're at 15 i'm at 20 percent. yeah and the avalanche have the worst uniforms of sports just brief brief aside wow you get me on a uniform take
2: just the, oh god they're so bad
1: like, I was watching the highlights of them and the Devils last night, and they were in full-blown scarlet, kind of. Is that what it is?
2: It's like a, it's an awful shade of red, and they combine that with
1: royal blue. Is it royal blue? Yeah. Is that royal blue? Oh, I don't think yeah. it's royal blue. I think it's cr- closer to like a turquoise or something.
2: It's it's I, it looks royal blue to me, but it, it it's like a terrible combination with a wor- awful logo. Oh. That's a brief aside. I didn't mean to sidetrack. No, it?
1: hey, I, I'm always up for a wonderful uniform discussion. <laughs> it's the worst, uh, especially after you provided me with the option of my excitement level for Luther Burden. I just thought that would do. Yeah, no, mine's high. BK Ferrario, yeah. you can you can sit out today. I'm, I've got four hours on my excitement <laughs> level for Luther Burden. You boys I, take the day.
2: Yeah, I knew when I hit send that it wasn't gonna be.
1: I wasn't going to – my brain was – and, and the shame of the whole thing is I sp- I call attention to how great they are. Yeah. Because they really – I don't think I could do what you do. You come up with these questions, and they kind of get my mind going. Yeah. And then I pay you the compliment, and then you lie in the first segment <laughs> watching the Blues game. And then it's like, yeah, what do you think about Luther Burton? Excited? How about these avalanche uniforms?
2: Yeah, I, I would say that both – in both situations with both the questions – and my stretching of the truth with the uh, first thing. Now you say
1: stretching of the truth as if there was a debate (laughs) to interpret it. You did not watch the game. You said you did. It is a flat-out lie. It's a lie to me. It's a lie to the audience. I would like to see Hubbard management pull you aside and put their finger in your chest at around 11.01. And if they don't, I'm going to send an email at five o'clock today right. about a couple thousand words to destroy your weekend. That's how you lead. Right. No punctuation either. Just straight That's through.
2: Straight through, No periods. Um, I was just trying to get, into, get to the weekend in a good mental state, so I wasn't going to...
1: By not doing your job and lying
2: on the air. <laughs> well, I didn't want to get destroyed by these people who do it every now, when day. When you say these
1: people, what do you mean by that? <laughs> People who text in the show, who we appreciate, but they are sometimes. Right now, you're covering yourself <laughs> on attacking the people who listen to the show and text in and want to interact with us. Right, right. It's really right. a problem here. Wonder <laughs> if Rocky will be sitting across from me on Monday. It's really getting away
2: from me right now. Yeah, it is. But I just wanted to get into the weekend smoothly, with my mental health intact, and now I'm uh, now I'm just now I'm doubling down after so.
1: the after the after the monster conversation starter of asking my excitement level for Luther Burden here on April fifteenth. Oh, with the man. with the Louisiana Tech game only five five months away. <laughs>
2: Tidy little five months.
1: Uh the next question is oh. what stadium in St. Louis is your favorite? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> let me narrow it down to the three. I said the region. <laughs> I included Mizzou and U of I. Okay, let me expand it to five. <laughs> yeah, that's now we have got a decent little sample size. I mean, what are we doing here? I I can never pay you a compliment on the air again because you just used it against me. <laughs> you soiled upon the sanctity of my compliment.
2: Yeah, well, you can't. Like I said, in what stadium
1: thousand. in the St. Louis area? Yeah, well, well let's take a look. question. <laughs> <laughs> Bush Stadium, Enterprise Center. Uh, You know, the the MLS Centene facility looks lovely. Haven't had a chance to watch a game in it yet. Don't know if it'll be a fair analysis. Uh, I guess we're going to include Faroe Field, Mizzou Arena, Assembly Hall, Memorial Stadium. Right. Those are our choices today. Those are your choices. Okay. (laughs) I mean, what a topic. Again, you know what? Jamie Rivers, take the day off. Brad Thompson, (laughs) Anthony Stalter, Jackson has given me two topics here today that I am just going to be able to go off on. I know it's hour three, but how many times can I tell you how excited I am for Luther Burton? And by the way, how about that Bush Stadium?
2: I'll be honest, I'd listen. <laughs> got, got my money.
1: <laughs> the answer's Missouri. Right? <sighs> Is that right? <laughs> All the magic that's occurred in there. All right, uh, we will take a break. Jackson's <laughs> kind of set, set the table here by lying to you and, <laughs> and just mailing in today's show. Uh, you are listening to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN.
0: we are right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Oh, on Tim.
1: Just gonna go right into it. Honestly, Jackson, how do you have a job in the St. Louis market, and why? Yeah, I'm just you gonna open I... up the door. That's the question that oh. should have been sent over last night while you were deep in the bottle, previewing the Cavs game.
2: <laughs> why do I have a job in the St. Louis market?
1: Oh, you're actually going to entertain it? Wow. Well, I
2: don't know whether their market's going to have me, to be honest with you. Oh, now that was honest. <laughs> I'm going to
1: fold. Yeah. I'm going to go, oh, okay, he's got something.
2: I, I, I don't. I don't think they're real interested in me in, like, San Diego, so here
1: I am. Here I stew. You've sent this one over multiple times, and I'm going to entertain it. Who do you think is the most important influential athlete in St. history, all factors included? That was the final of the three questions sent over. And this one's good. Okay. Although I feel like it's been sent multiple times. Because it's good. It is good. But you usually put in bold the ones that you've sent before, yeah, am I right. correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was kind of also deceptive. I mean, well, you're slippery, bro. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm very slippery.
1: Who do I think is the most important influential athlete in St. Louis history? Now, are we talking about from here? Are we talking about not necessarily from here, but played here? Played here. Doesn't have to be from here. Okay. Hmm. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Um, one that I bet doesn't necessarily come to people's minds right away, but changed the game. Do you know where I'm going? Kurt Flood. Yes. All right. Kind of like a little... uh. Little game show here. Yeah, that was that's a great call. Um he wasn't here very long, but he is the greatest in the history of his sport. You know where I'm going? Oh god, no.
2: Uh oh, uh 99? Yeah. I thought that we were would've... still talking about Kerfell. I was like, what center field? <laughs> yeah, 99.
1: I hear you on that. I'm not so sure that's what you really thought, but I'm just gonna fold anyway. it's oh, a simp it's a sympathy fold. <laughs> Um, who else could we go with here? If you're, I mean, Mark McGuire, Albert Pujols. Yeah, those are two. I know the McGuire thing is now we have the benefit of knowing what many of us did not know or think. I know some probably did 25 years ago, but that captivated the country. Uh-huh. And it did play a role in bringing baseball back. Yep. Albert Pujols. I don't know if he would necessarily be considered influential per se, but he is one of the greatest right-handed hitters in the history of the game, and we had him here for eleven seasons, and then had him here now. Uh, I got. It. I got. What do you got? What do you got? Brett sh- Hall changed. Uh, I ch- I, this was. This is more St. Louis centric, but I think the boom in St. Louis hockey is tied to Brett Hall being traded here from the Flames, yep. low so many years ago. And captivating. Where are you going here? Were you going Red Shandies? Red Yeah, played here for a long
2: time, and then managed was still a part of the organization until pretty much the day he died. I think he's. Ve-
1: if you're talking influence, I now, think see. When you're saying influence, I'm thinking like beyond like St. national Louis, which is why I specified. But yeah. no, if hey, if that's the way you're going, it's your question. Right, you're, you're I, the I one think, all tanked up when you're sending it.
2: <laughs> I think there's multiple angles at this. You know, I think if you're talking like St. Louis, like most influential on his team, I think guys like Redhead or. Bob Gibson. Okay, so
1: if we're we're going that way, then, I mean, you would have to have, like, a Stan Musial. Right, yeah. Uh, You'd have to have Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, Mm -hmm. as far as great—but now you're going into greatness. When you said influential, that's why I went to Kurt Flood. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody would go, Kurt Flood's the best ball player.
2: Well, I think that's the right answer,
1: because, I mean— Because it it changed, because it influenced. It had a monster change. Created free agency, basically. Uh, Arthur Ashe is from St. Louis. Uh I'm sure he played here, obviously, not a team sport. Right.
2: Yeah, there's—I mean— when you're talking to people from St. Louis, David Fries is going to be influential for the rest of his life. I mean, right. I, I mean that's going to live in Cardinal fans' memories So forever. it's just
1: my interpretation. I'm going to read the question again and see maybe it was on me, because now I'm starting to think you, you've shown up to work intoxicated. No. Who do you think is the most important, influential—okay, so you said important and influential— the problem is the question was worded horribly. That, that just to be real candid with everybody here involved today, uh, the, we'll have we're going to have a very long meeting after the show. It's going to be, especially considering I have a tea time at twelve thirty, <laughs> in, in these beautiful conditions that we have, uh, and that Jackson's part of the tea yeah, time. I was going to say I'll <laughs> it's going to be very be awkward when I start firing four irons into you. Um, it, I'll separate the question. I will try to save it. Because that's the hero I am. Right, yeah. That's your... I'm absolutely a hero. Uh, influential, then you're going into the Kurt Flood, Wayne Gretzky, Arthur Ashe, um, Jackie Joyner-Kersey, I think. Mm, good call. Because um, I was thinking team sports, but then when I go to Arthur Ashe, you got to go individual as well. Uh, I'm sure I'm leaving out an obvious one. I'm going to cheat and look at the—Jack uh, Buck has been mm. mentioned here, but, I mean, the question specifically said athlete— Man, I love me some Jack Buck. Yeah. Um, Bobby Plager. Like if you're going like influences in St. Louis, I, somebody says Bobby Plager, just puts a smile on my face. It really does. Mm-hmm. This is an aside, but the, one of the greatest things to happen in St. Louis sports is the fact that the Blues won the Stanley Cup in 2019, which you can just put a period at the end of the sentence, but see, you got Doc Emmerich's last year, mm-hmm. at least in a full building, right. and you got Bobby Plager the Cup, it would have been wonderful if they were in wherever the hell they were playing when the Lightning won in the pandemic year, but it wouldn't have been the same. No, you know? not even close. And that's just considering what happened with his passing last year and how great of a guy. He's just so synonymous with the organization. Everyone loved him. Oh, man, that just it, it makes me so happy. I'm so sad he's gone. But that makes me so happy that that happened in that year, in those circumstances, because it's, you know, Dodgers fans were waiting for a, a, a world championship, not nearly as long as Blues fans were. And they got one in 88 and, then, you know, before that, plenty. But, you know, they got it. In the, where, 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 where was that? Was that in that warehouse in Texas? Is that where they played yes. the World Series in 2020? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness. So. It's just not the same. So Blues fans and Bobby Player got the cup in the the perfect year right before kind of everything changed. It'll be a different deal this year, yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah, Doc Emmerich on the call. It's just perfect. Yeah, it perfect. Uh, Tim, what about Juan Augusto? Yeah, I missed that one. I miss that one. Jackson, he was a soft-tossing lefty. A series of questionable acquisitions the organization made in the late 80s, early 1990s that just poured gasoline on a bullpen fire every July. Uh, yeah. Cardinals have kind of been recently paying tribute to that nostalgia over the last few years of the trade deadline with their friends in Cleveland. I think you're overlooking Ty Hill. Mr. Pick, yeah, Mr. who Mr. I would pick. tower over, but was the <laughs> first-round draft pick of right. the— like St. Louis Greg Rams. Greg Robinson,
2: yeah, Brian Quick. Yeah, Aldi. the Greg
1: Robinson one I actually remember in the moment.
2: Right, and then they pick Aaron Donald like twelve, eleven picks later. So, well. I don't think that's how the way it went down. Ooh, I think they pay. I think they got Greg and Donald in the same year.
1: <sighs> On a day in which I have basically Norman Conquest you, Missouri, Oklahoma reference in the nineteen eighties. I am going to stand by this. And I'm going to say they were in different drafts, and I am going to move all of the bankroll that I have won today by curb stomping you into the middle of the pot. This is a very big moment for my career, a career that, as all of you acknowledge, is going to wind up in town or... With the
2: second pick in the 2014 NFL draft, the Rams took
1: Greg Robinson. With the 13th pick, they took Aaron Donald. No! Pittsburgh. For some reason, I thought he was picked in 2012, and I knew Robinson was on Auburn because I have a picture from that game in, right. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I lost it all Red- after 50 minutes of just destroying you.
2: The redemption arc has, has completed.
1: Jackson has won today's show. <laughs> yep.
2: A big old child. Walk out here at the... whole. So they the could have gotten
1: Jake Matthews and Aaron Donald in the same draft. Uh, yeah. Because Matthews went to the Falcons like two picks later. Or, or
2: they could have got Khalil Mack and... Or Odell Beckham. I mean, there was a bunch well, of... Well, still, Greg <laughs> Robinson
1: has left a wonderful legacy in St. Louis. Mike football Evans. History. Yeah. Uh, it's 1052, which means I know we need to take a commercial break. So what your grandma think may come up. We might have run too much time and we might not have it, uh, even though I've already put in a petition that we just do three hours on our excitement level over Luther Burden. And best stadiums in St. And Louis. Best stadiums in St. Louis with all of the choices. Uh, you are listening to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN.
0: We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
1: Jackson, we don't have time for uh, So What'd Your Grandma Think? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Probably letting you off the hook. <laughs> what a real disappointment, though, the Aaron Donald thing was. <laughs> God, in my mind, you know what I had confused? Michael uh-huh. Brockers. Yeah, in 20, 2012. 12, I was obviously. thinking, yep. that's what it was. But hey, listen, I lost. I own it. I have to own it.
2: Right, honestly, I made
1: Honesty in media even though one of us was dishonest today. you yeah. decide who that was And you'd, you'd kind of been acknowledging that you don't necessarily watch the blues and today for some reason, four months into the show, you decided today was the day you were going to lie to the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a conscious decision. I hope you don't sleep well this weekend.
2: Oh, no, I'm going to sleep very well this weekend. I haven't gotten eight you're hours sleep in a while. You're
1: a complete and total fraud. Oh, exactly.
2: exactly. right. It's just part of the heel. If you're going to be a heel, you also have to be a fraud.
1: But why lie to the people? The people won't forget it. I won't forget it. Monday, this is going to be your day of reckoning. In the meantime, uh it was terrible time management on my part, so let's blame Jackson for that, too. Yep. And BK and Ferrario are up next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN.
0: You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
1: GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.
2: Peloton, let's go! This holiday,
0: with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors.
2: We're
1: going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season.
0: You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of.